guys, it's the real wilderness spoken here back with another episode. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I appreciate the love and support. Before we get started, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast for future episodes and tune into my last episode, which is why positivity is the better choice. If you are struggling to be positive in, in times like this, especially during a pandemic, please go to that episode. Maybe it'll give you more faith and hope into, you know, just being positive. Before we get started straight into the topic, I did want to say that, um, first of all, apologies for not um, posting the last two weeks. Um, I was going through, I still am going through this spiritual awakening. A lot of events have been occurring. A lot of things happened, so I had to take a break to reevaluate what I needed to do and what I wanted to do. But I feel like ever since my I've started my podcast, a lot of things have been coming in the way of me wanting to succeed and be consistent. But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm going to try my hardest to just keep being more consistent and doing what's best for this podcast. So yeah, let's get into it. Now, let's get straight into today's episode. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about hair. Now, the reason I really wanted to talk about hair was because last week I cut off 75% of my hair. <laughs> um, it was, when I say it was hard, no. I felt like holding on to my hair was something bigger than just my hair. I felt like I was holding on to my problems. And when I was cutting off my hair, it felt like I was letting go and like I was defying the societal norms and I was being free and doing what I wanted. That's what my big child represented to me. That's what that big child did for me. I know most people on YouTube, if y'all if y'all see him, you know, you see people cut their hair off and they were crying. For me, when I cut my hair off, it felt relieving. It felt great. I wasn't scared of how anybody would view me or how I would view myself. It felt good, you know, to just cut off all my hair. And you know, you you guys are probably wondering like, what what made you want to cut your hair off? Um, the past few years, I have been natural and I've always embraced being natural, but my hair has not been growing the way it should. My ends were extremely thin and <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny to me because it was like I held on to it for so long and I believe the reason I held on to it was because everybody else, everybody else would always be like, oh my gosh, I love your hair, don't ever cut it off. Because, oh yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a couple months, so... Everybody was telling me, they're like, are you sure you want to do that? And blah, blah, blah. But when I did it, you know, cut off all my hair, it was the best. But back to what I was saying before, what made me cut it off, it was damaged. It wasn't heat damaged, but my ends were extremely terrible. My hair was super thin. I was like, my hair was basically falling out. It wasn't really shedding. It was like falling out and stuff like that. So I, I wanted to start off something new, you know. That's what this big shot to me represented was new beginnings essentially now another thing i really want to talk about was growing up as a as a young black girl and how hard it is to have 
four type hair meaning I have really kinky you know curly hair very kinky um growing up everybody around me they had looser hair than mine I got my hair from my dad's side you know they're constantly telling me oh my gosh your hair is so thick and oh we have to do this oh we have to do that and I was constantly getting my hair relaxed and feeling as if my hair would look better if it was straight because nobody around me knew or wanted to take care of my hair the way it should have been taken care of I really hate to say it but my parents perpetrated that that idea into my head that my hair was not good constantly telling me like um your hair is too much it's too much making me feel as if because it was so thick that it was a bad thing you know what I'm saying and um my little sister the one youngest to me um she has very loose hair it's you know like ring like curls and they were constantly uplifting her and telling her oh my gosh your hair is so beautiful you know your hair your hair could be so long your hair is so long and stuff like this nobody was taking care of my hair so I didn't have that advantage to have long hair you know constantly being compared to your other sibling because your parent favoritizes them like in that manner is very detrimental because nobody told me my hair was beautiful also the environment I grew up around when it came to school I went to school majority it was like Latinx people so everybody pretty much had long straight hair and I was like oh my gosh I want my hair to look like that when I was in fifth grade I got braids in my hair the braids were too tight in my hair to the point where my hair fell out. And I had patches of short hair, patches of longer hair. When my mom's taking it out, she told me, Cheers, there's nothing we could do. So she cut off all my hair. And I cried so hard because I hated my hair. And I did not want to go to school looking like that in the fifth grade. That was so hard for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm ugly. I'm ugly. I have short hair. Not only is it short, it's nappy and kinky. But nobody's going to like this. This is ugly. And you guys have to remember my parents perpetrated and put that idea in my head where my hair is not beautiful. The next day I had went to school, my hair was short, and I had my hood on all day. And y'all know how teachers are when it comes to wearing your hoods. They're like, um, can you please take your hood off? And for me, that was really scary because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm bald. I literally just went from having braids into my hair, braids in my hair, to being bald. So I took off my hood. Everybody was shocked. Nobody had anything good to say. Everybody looked at me as if I was inferior, as if I was ugly. And that was probably one of the worst days of my life. I was so insecure. I hated my hair so much. You know what I'm saying? Throughout that whole fifth grade year, I had my hair still short, you know, probably grew a couple inches by the time I, I guess, graduated fifth grade. But um, I got a perm again. And it kept happening, you know. Eventually, I 
got into middle school, I was getting braids more often. My hair was actually growing to the point where I can get braids. So I was getting braids and my hair grew probably collarbone length. And um, I only straightened it and I permed it again. Hair was extremely damaged, but because I had, because I had length, I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was still getting braids at the time. So it was either a perm or braids or little ponytails or whatever. I've had so many incidents when it came to my hair. I've gotten embarrassed so many times when it came to my hair. Eighth grade year. Um, I got my last perm. And then, yeah, after that, when I got into ninth grade, uh, I think I had, yeah, I had singles in my hair. I had braids and I took my braids out because they were getting too old. And I was like, yo, what can I do with my hair? And I went on YouTube, and YouTube was like, um, showing me all types of women with their hair, embracing their hair, same hair type as me, and they were extremely beautiful, you know, they had, whether it was locks, whether it was twist outs and braid, braid outs and stuff like that, it was just so beautiful, you know what I'm saying? And it made me to learn to accept my hair and love my hair. To see that there are women out there with the same hair type as me was something so big. I faced texturism from my family and my friends, quote unquote. But to see that, that was like a rebirth for me. I started to learn how to love my hair. I embraced my hair. I started learning how to do twist out. <laughs> and I still remember like the first few products I used ninth grade year for my natural hair. I didn't care if it was short. I was seeing those girls on YouTube. I was like, I don't care. My hair is like, it's moisturized. You know what I'm saying? Like I would do deep conditions. I bought my Shea Moisture deep conditioner and stuff like that. And yeah, and that's pretty much like a short sum up of my journey to having natural hair. When I tell you guys, texture texturism is so embedded into black culture, you don't even understand. Well, in the black community, I'm not gonna say black culture, but it is so embedded, you know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that my hair is beautiful. I had to teach myself that. And even those girls on YouTube were teaching me that. I even had friends who told me, like in high school, they were the only people who uplifted my hair. They were the only ones who recommended me products, told me my hair looked good and stuff like that, which, you know, made me feel better because it was like, we're uplifting each other. We both know what one another goes through because we both have the same type of hair. We're both black women. But just, just to go through that, all those years, and to understand that representation is a huge thing as a child. People don't understand when it comes to hair texture, how big it is. And that's why I think, I'm gonna talk about this on another episode, is um, culture appropriation. I'm gonna say something real like short though, but for me seeing girls try to appropriate your hair when they're the same type of woman who, well, the same type of girls who would you know bully you as a child it's kind of like a slap in the face because it's like why do you have why are you doing what I had to do to protect my hair so you think you can look good and they're uplifted for it you know what I'm saying like I'm basically just trying to say you're doing 
what you bullied me for. So you're a hypocrite. And it's sad because people don't understand that. People think it's just a hairstyle. But to a person like me, it's not just a hairstyle. It's something I had to grow from. It's something I was insecure about. It was something bigger. It was something way bigger than what anybody else could say. Especially people who don't know what it's like to have my hair. This journey of understanding what good hair is, is huge. And we need to confront our family members, our black family members, on saying things that are, you know, putting that idea out that 4C kinky hair is not good hair. Saying hairs that are ringlet and super curly and long is good hair. No, good hair is healthy hair. Good hair is hair that's kept up with. I have good hair because I keep up with my hair. My hair, good hair is not defined by texture. I'm going to let you all know that right now. And that also comes from a place of, you know, what's closer to white is right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that looser hair is closer to straight hair, which is, you know, closer to that European beauty standard. So, of course, it's going to be uplifted, you know, versus somebody with kinky hair. They're going to be like, yo, like, that's not cute. But I made this episode because... I hope somebody hears this and understands that the the seriousness of texturism, because growing up the way I did where my family didn't appreciate my hair or understood my hair or tried to learn how to do my hair, it hurts, you know? The first resort was always a relaxer, you know what I mean? And especially as a black woman today, they like to define you by your hair. You know what I'm saying? Hair does play a big role in the black community. But when I cut off all my hair, I felt like I was cutting off that norm. And it felt good. It felt like a sense of, you know, I felt like I got a sense of freedom out of that. And it seems as if I'm, you know, maybe rambling or not the most organized when I'm talking about this. But I really just wanted to be so real about this. I wanted to be so real about this conversation because it's deep into my heart and it's something I still struggle with sometimes, you know, as much as I love my hair, I still struggle with it. I still have to look at, go on Instagram and I still have to see another girl that's being praised for her hair, which there's nothing wrong with that, but they're, they only praise my hair on social media. They don't praise it in real life. And if they do praise it in real life, it's not genuine. They're doing it for their own benefit. To make themselves feel as if they're better by saying they like your type of hair or something like that but yeah I just wanted to have a conversation I guess with myself or just I want you guys to really just give me your thoughts on this about texturism and 4c hair and about this good hair stereotype and stuff like that let me know what y'all think because I felt like this was something I really needed to talk about it's something that's so deep into my soul you know just even teaching my little sister like hey your hair is beautiful my youngest sister I have to teach her she's only six years old I'm like hey your hair is beautiful she even told me like yeah my friends at school they have long straight hair I wish my hair looked like that you know and I had to you know bring myself back I wanted to be angry, but I had to let her know, like, your hair is beautiful. But pretty 
said all that to say that we need to teach our future generations that their hair is beautiful despite what society says and what society thinks they should look like that their hair is beautiful and that no matter what anybody says you have to believe that you are beautiful and worthy of the respect despite what you know institutionalized racism may put on us you know my story is one of thousands and millions of black girls who feel inferior or feel ugly because of their hair and that 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 normative that need that needs to change period it doesn't need to keep being continued and that's pretty much all okay you guys that's it from me i thank you guys so much for listening and once again thank you guys for the love and support please be sure to give me any suggestions or any thoughts that you want on any new topics for self-love tuesday don't forget we're streaming on all platforms and we just got on iHeartRadio, so that's great don't forget to give me five stars on um, apple podcast also don't forget to share this with someone who might need it share this with anybody and don't forget to subscribe so that's it from the real welcome and spoken here back with another token thank you so much bye